My name's Dave, I like video games This is my podcast called Dave Video Games If you like games, well I'm the same So here's this podcast, it's Dave Video Games It's Dave Video Games It's Dave Video Games Day video games. Oh, would you look at the time? It's 2021. Hey, welcome to Day Video Games. How are you? You okay? The year 2020 is in the past. Fact. Now we're lowering our sunglasses, looking over the top of their rim, and just looking at that cool, cool future. Wowee. It's 2021, and I thought we'd have a look at what's coming. What's due in the video game releases for this year? What the hell is in store? And from what I can tell, if I could sum it up with a couple of words, those couple of words would be slim pickings. It's the first year of a new console generation. Always a weird time for games. Developers tend to be a little bit reluctant as they get to grips with the console and also while they wait for people to actually buy it. And so it's slim pickings. If you look at the lineup for 2014, that wasn't much better. There's not any real absolute stonkers from that year. My favourite was Alien Isolation, which was good, but not one of the big buddy heavyweights. Slim pickings. Also, we don't know how much COVID-19 has affected development times. We might see a few delays caused by working apart, which are understandable. But it does mean for slim pickings. And Slim Pickens would also be my name if I was a flamenco guitarist in the Wild West. And I would be very romantic. But let's have a look at some of the upcoming titles in 2021. I'll be giving them a rating of my anticipation as we go along. Will it be either, ooh, okay, yeah. If I'm looking forward to it, hmm, perhaps. If I'm not quite sure, or nah. If I'm really not bothered. And let's get to it. Up first, it's Far Cry 6. Due for release in May 2021. And am I looking forward to this one? What's it going to be? It's... Nah. Sorry. First off, I think the setting looks a bit naff. I'm really not jazzed by the setting of a fictional Caribbean island fighting a dictatorship. Just Cause has done this. Just Cause has done this four times. The idea that due to trade sanctions against the fictional island of Yara means that the population must create guns from bits and bobs. Guns made out of tat really doesn't appeal. I'd much rather the fluorescent camo AR rifles of Far Cry 5 rather than this janky crap. Obviously Giancarlo Esposito, who played Gus Fring in Breaking Bad, looks cool here as he plays the character Gus Fring from Breaking Bad again. But it's not going to be enough unless they start revealing some big changes to the gameplay. Series fatigue has got me like an old grandpa snoring in a chair. So right now it's a nah for me. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Rumoured to be out in March and it's an ooh okay yeah. I've been waiting for this remaster of the Mass Effect original trilogy. I played the first one and I think I enjoyed it. But I don't think I gave it quite the right attention. I can't really remember anything about it other than a moon buggy, and I think Seth Green was there, 
and a big toad guy. Who, after a little search, by toad guy, I mean a Krogan called Erdnut's Rex. How could I forget? But yes, I am well up for giving this series a proper good go. Deathloop. This is a... Mm, perhaps. But maybe also leaning more towards a... Nah. Arcane Studios' new game about assassins trying to kill each other over and over and over again. I was really put off by the trailer for this. <laughs> good going trailer. I was really not a fan of the stylistic choices. That kind of fake Tarantino-esque... Quentin Tarantino? Like F-A-U-X. Eh. Although Quentin Tarantino copies the styles of other films and things, so it's a copy of a copy, unless it was just copying the same things that Quentin was copying. But anyway, it didn't appeal. I do like how for the font for the logo for this game, that they make the double O of loop into an infinity symbol. I thought that's clever. I like that. But otherwise, this game wasn't doing it for me. I sort of enjoyed Dishonored, who is from Arcane Studios, and I heard Dishonored 2 was great. This year I'm going to really try to get to those games that I've wanted to play but haven't got to yet, so maybe I should add Dishonored 2 to that list. And that might then in turn make me more excited about this one, I don't know. Stray. I don't know much about this game. All I know is it's about a cat with a backpack living in a world of robots, which sounds good to me. So this game gets a strong, mm, perhaps. Lord of the Rings, Gollum. I really don't understand why this game is being made. From the marvellous fantasy epic that is Lord of the Rings, with its array of brilliant and heroic characters, who the fuck wants to play as Gollum? Sneaking about, smashing a fish's head on a rock, talking to yourself. Hard, hard, nah. Like, why is the time and money being spent on making this? I don't mean to sound aggressive, but... C come on! I've not heard of the developer making it, either. DL... Daedalic Entertainment. GmbH. That's what they're called. And I've not heard of the games that they've made, either. Have you heard of any of these games? Silence. The Whispered World 2. Deponia. The Long Journey Home. State of Mind. Anna's Quest, Ken Follett's The Pillars of Earth, The Knight of the Rabbit, Edna and Harvey, Harvey's New Eyes. It's a nah from me. Another fantasy books one. Hogwarts Legacy. This looks like the game I wanted 15 years ago. Maybe even say like 5 years ago. I like Harry Potter. Or maybe it's liked. I like the mystery. I like how it could be sinister. And I liked the constant surprises of the wizarding world. A game where you're learning spells, exploring the secrets of Hogwarts, and it's chock full of all that magical shit. I would have sucked that up like a Dementor with a bad lad's soul. But nowadays... Eee. I really want to vote with my wallet, as it were. And if there was a way that I knew that the money spent purchasing it wouldn't be going to a certain author with real questionable views on trans people, then I'd be ooh okay yaring by the cauldron full. But as it is, it's an mm, perhaps, I guess. For me, this is probably the biggest trial of separating the art from the artist I've had to do, and I'm still not sure what the outcome is. If you're a Harry Potter fan, then check out the PotterVision podcast, made by previous guest Tom Lawrenson and a Murder, Inc. friend of mine, Lucas Kirkby, where they go through the books chapter by chapter. It's really funny. It's great. PotterVision. 
ooh, this just in, and Owl has just delivered the news that, nope, Harry Potter Legacy will not be coming out in 2021 anymore. It's due in 2022. That's fine. Take your time, guys. We don't want another cyberpunk on our hands. But, <clears throat> 2021, slim pickings. Hitman 3. The Hitman series is something I really need to catch up on, but I've heard nothing but good, good things. Actually, in the time it took for me to put this episode together, it's been released to some really, really nice reviews. Interestingly, the developers IO are now working on a James Bond game, currently titled Project 007, which seems like a great pairing. Sneaking about, disguises, pistols with silences on them, and it's really good to see that the work of this developer is going recognised, as James Bond is a pretty big IP, which will no doubt see them have a wider audience, which is nice. Final Fantasy 16. It's a bit of a surprise that this game might be coming out this year after only having been revealed last September. A bit of a shock after the years longing for a Final Fantasy VII remake and the 10 years it took to make Final Fantasy XV. It looks like we're headed for a more medieval, high fantasy, western feeling kind of game. More akin to the earlier instalments of Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy IX rather than the mad Japanese sci-fi of the recent instalments. Crazy hairdos on romantic looking boys are out. Knights and helmets are in. On guard, good sir. What's also intriguing is that this has been given an 18 age rating. Peggy, 18. It makes you wonder what maturity they might have in store. Violence? Are those fire spells going to burn people's faces and skin off? Sex? We're going to be fucking in this Final Fantasy? Drugs? We're going to be taking some Class A potions? It does make me intrigued. Final Fantasy games can be a mixed bag, so I guess it's a cautious mm, perhaps. But I'm optimistic, and I want it to be good, so that I can cast a spell that gives it an ooh yeah okay status. Oddworld Soulstorm. The side-scrolling, puzzle-solving weirdo Abe is back, with this reimagining of Abe's Exodus. I always want to like Oddworld. I like the character design, I like the ethos of the studio, and the message they put into their stories of their games. I like farts, but ultimately, I never get too far in these games. I played Oddworld Abe's Odyssey when it first came out on the PlayStation 1, and I like the remake, new and tasty, but soon lost interest. I'm not quite sure why. So, if I'm being realistic, I can probably expect the same to happen here. It's a nah from me. Ghostwire Tokyo. This is a first-person, fighting, freaky Japanese ghosts game from the makers of Evil Within, so the enemy design should be pretty good. It looks kind of cool-ish, I think. I don't know. There's only a finite amount of time we have alive before we all become freaky ghosts ourselves. So unless it gets reviews that are glowing across the board, it's probably a nah. Resident Evil Village. This is a straight-up, ooh, okay, yeah. I love Resident Evil, and it's on a bit of a hot streak at the moment. I really liked the Resident Evil 2 remake. The remake of 3 is definitely on my list. I've heard good things, and I'm only put off about the length of the game against the current price it's at. And I really loved Resident Evil 7. And this is a direct sequel to that one, with a returning character Ethan and a crazy new setting. It's a village. It's got werewolves, it's got vampires, it's got witches. And from what I've seen, it's making all this Halloween stuff pretty damn spooky again. 
The setting is also giving off some Resident Evil 4 vibes, which I'm all for, which I'm all Resident Evil 4. It's even got its own merchant to ask you what you are buying and what are you selling. Even though it's the 8th game in the series, well, 26th Resident Evil game, and although it's a sequel to 7, this is not to be called 8, no, 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 no. And even though they've made the V and the I and the two L's to make the Roman numeral for 8, this is not to be called Resident Evil 8, no, 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 no. I'm not sure why they don't call it 8. If they're worried about high-numbered sequels that are starting to sound a bit silly, I'd say don't worry about it. I know in movies, the longer a series goes on, the worse those installments tend to be, especially of horror films. But games aren't like that. The tech and production values tend to get better, so it's really not a problem. No one cares if it's going to be called Grand Theft Auto 6. Everyone is chomping at the butt for the sixth one. Well, the ninth GTA. Also, Resident Evil has had spin-offs, and they can tend to be not as good. So don't make it so it can be mistakenly put into that group, guys. I would say that this is the game I'm most looking forward to this year. And they've just announced that it'll be on current-gen consoles and out on the 7th of May. Yes, please. Hollow Knight Silksong I've only recently started to play the first Hollow Knight, thanks to PlayStation Plus a couple of months ago. And while I'm really enjoying it, for me personally this isn't, mm, perhaps. As if it's more of the same, then it won't have been long enough for me to be jonesing for some more. You play as Hornet, the secondary protagonist of the first game. And this makes me a bit wary as well. Now, when I was fighting you in the first game, the noises sound a bit like a Japanese girl. They were quite repetitive to indicate which moves were coming up, and my wife found these noises to be infuriating. She couldn't stand them, and I kept dying and having to try over and over again with these noises going on and on and on. And I'm not sure what to do if it's an entire game of her making her noises... I could pop headphones on, but as Hollow Knight is a bit difficult in places, when I'm whispering, for fuck's sake, and god damn you, you shitty spikes, if it was to come from me seemingly sitting in silence, I will sound mad and scary. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 It's not just called Breath of the Wild 2, is it? I can't find any other name for this game. I presume they're going to announce something different. Majora's Mask, the Skyward Sword. The Wind Waker, The Twilight Princess, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild 2. I've never really played a Zelda properly. I played Ocarina of Time, but a few years after it was the big hot shit. And I don't have a Nintendo Switch. So yeah, it's a nah, but I'm pretty sure it'll rightfully be a stonking big ooh yeah okay from everyone else who cares. And similarly in that vein, I'm going to quickly name a few that are Nas, but only because it's not my bag. It's not for me. I haven't got any vested interest in them. They are Diablo 4, Rainbow Six Quarantine, Bayonetta 3, The Prince of Persia Sons of Time Remake. Good luck to them. One more in this category, I'd say, is Halo Infinite. I like the Halos that I've played, but I'm a PlayStation guy. I like PlayStation things. You cut me open, and out will pour blood, but I'll make a triangle, an X and a circle and a square with the blood. And you'll be worried. Please call a doctor. But I've had a look at Halo Infinite. I watched the trailer and the gameplay video, and yeah, it sure looks like Halo. Master Chief is there, the Halo weapons are there, like the assault rifle and the laser sword, and the buggy is there, and the grunts and the brutes and elites are all there. And I'm sure all the Halo people will be happy to have some more Halo. 
But unless I'm missing something, it all looks pretty much like the same thing I played 15 years ago, right? I'm interested to hear what you Xbox boppers might think. It just looks like Halo, again. Which I guess is fine. But for me, it's Halo. Halo Infinite looks like the big proper first one for Xbox Series X. And this year, Sony's first big proper PlayStation Studios exclusive for PS5 is Horizon Forbidden West. I tried hard, but never really got on board with the first one. I'm not sure why. Those big robot dinosaurs were fun, and maybe I need to give it another go. Because I think I struggled and ultimately put this game down. Did it have stealth? Maybe I was in a bit of a bleh stealth mood. Or I think I was just getting killed all the time. Like I'd missed some valuable info and was just not having a good time. Maybe I'll try again. So this is an perhaps. And once again, it's personal preference. I have no doubt those who enjoyed the first game will find this game great. But hey, if I'm dissing Halo for more of the same, maybe the same could be said here. But then I'm guessing there's new robot dinosaurs and a continuation of the story, new settings and all that sort of sequely stuff. Whereas Halo really did just look exactly the same. Am I missing something? Another Sony big buddy big one, God of War Ragnarok. But I'm not convinced this will come out this year. In fact, Sony released a time frame for their upcoming exclusives for this year, and notably God of War Ragnarok was missing. They could be hedging their bets, hiding their bet in a hedge, just in case. I was looking hedges to see if anyone is hiding anything in there, and I've been told off a lot. Just my neighbours knocking on their windows, but it does shit me up and I run away. It will have been three years between the last God of War and this sequel. Is that enough time? Is that enough time, boy? Well, whenever it comes out, I will be saying, ooh yeah, okay. It's probably what's going to make me splash that dosh on a PlayStation 5. So, Santa Monica Studios, you just take your time. And it'll give me some more mornings to do some extra paper rounds and save up my pocket money. Ooh, I can't wait to see what happens next in it. Thor sure looked pissed off. What's going to happen? And that haptic feedback on your jewel sense when the axe slams back in your hand is going to feel great. Oh, and hey, this just in. Lord of the Rings Gollum has been delayed until 2022. Oh no, forward slash S. Slim Pickens strikes again. Call of Duty. Of course we'll have another Call of Duty. It wouldn't be another year of existence on planet Earth without another Call of Duty. Whose turn is it to make it this time? Why, I believe it's Sledgehammer Games. In the past, they've made Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, where it showed the future that Kevin Spacey was a bad guy, and this was also the game which had the origins of F to pay respects. And they also made Call of Duty WW2, which I found disappointing. The big questions for Call of Duty 2021, if you're bothered at all, are when will this be set, and how will it fit with the very popular Battle Royale mode, Warzone? I spent quite a lot of 2020 playing Call of Duty. I had a great time on Modern Warfare, but I think it's time to stop. In 2021, one of my resolutions for the new year is to play less online shooters. No more match after match and hour after hour. Stop being suckered in by their little daily challenges that spur me on, and ultimately mean nothing. To be honest, they're making it very easy at the moment. It's a bit of a faff trying to even get onto the Modern Warfare multiplayer, and it feels like there's a new mode called Hunger Strike, because they're shoving Cold War down my throat. The thumbnail for Modern Warfare on the dashboard says Warzone in massive writing with a little tiny corner that says oh yeah that game you bought and want to play is still there as well I guess. 
I guess it's still there if you want to still play that. I've also not played it in ages, as surprise surprise, there's an update that I didn't have room for. At least not while Cyberpunk was still installed. And yeah, maybe it's time to delete it and free up half of my hard drive. As well as Call of Duty, we're due one of the other military shooters this year. Battlefield 6. I loved, 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 loved Battlefield 1. It's my most favourite online shooter game there ever was. The atmosphere, the details, the setting, all the different gameplay types, all of it. Loved it. I fucking hated Battlefield 5. I started to write and record a podcast about it, but I sacked it off because I was worried I sounded too mad. Maybe I'll sort it out before the next one. And I am very intrigued to see how this new one turns out. The vogues of the first-person shooter world that Battlefield 5 was seemingly trying to chase have all now changed. I've got a feeling we might expect a more modern setting with this one. It's had a longer development time, which bodes well. It's been three years and they've stopped support for Star Wars Battlefront 2, supposedly for DICE to put their full attention on this game. It's apparently aiming for 128 player matches. Wow, that's loads. All we've seen so far is a tech demo of a load of grey men running, which also did seem to suggest massive battles. I'm cautiously optimistic, so it's an mmm perhaps, but very likely to be an ooh okay yeah. And I'm instantly going against what I just said about not wasting time shooting people over the internet. Also with regards to this online shooter aversion, Overwatch 2. People I like and respect were bang into the first Overwatch so I am considering jumping on board this time around. So you know what, I'm gonna go, ooh, okay, yeah. Why not? The first one seemed like a bright, colourful, positive game, and so I think it deserves a bright and positive attitude. But details have been slim, and while it's expected in 2021, I wouldn't be surprised if it's delayed until next year. We shall see at BlizzCon Line next month. In fact, this just in. No, Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 will not be out this year. Activision Blizzard did an earnings call and they were very much missing. God, it's taken me a while to make this episode. So that's what games are in store for 2021. So if I'm honest, my bit goes mostly unchomped with the games coming out this year. Slim Pickens will play his fiesta of songs in the corner of the saloon, drinking his tequila and kissing a woman. Slim Pickens. But to be honest, it's fine. Instead, I'm quite content to be catching up on a few games I've not played. And it might give me time to maybe expand my horizons to play some games that I wouldn't usually. I've already got a bit of a two-playlist written in my head with brain ink. First off, I'm going to play Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. After The Mandalorian Season 2, I'm on a bit of a Star Wars trip at the moment. I played the first couple of hours, and I'm really enjoying it. It's possibly getting a few extra bonus points for me, as I went straight into it after playing Cyberpunk 2077. And I'm like, wowee, the polish on this. <whistles> Whistle. Oh my god, everything works. It's a little tricky, but it's good fun. And I think it'll be good for easing me into getting on board with Dark Souls. Which I also picked up in the PlayStation Store January sale. Fallen Order seems like a less harsh version of the Souls games. And so it'll be like luring myself into a hot bath of blood... And after that, if I'm not done hating myself, I think I want to give Bloodborne another go. Another video game New Year's resolution of mine is to give myself a really good challenge. And get good. Another resolution is to have some big adventures. I want to catch up on Days Gone and Ghost of Tsushima. 
Control has just been announced for February's PlayStation Plus pick, which I'm very excited about. As said, I want to give out some second chances, yeah? As mentioned before, I want to give Horizon Zero Dawn another go, and you can add to that list The Witcher 3 and Alien Isolation. And if there's time, I'd like the comfy embrace of a pair of safe hands, and I want to replay some games I really enjoyed. Two games that I loved but maybe rattled through and deserve a slower, more appreciative go are Red Dead Redemption 2 and Death Stranding. So yeah, sorry the devil. These hands won't be idle for you to make your little playthings out of. Hopefully we'll all have a brilliant year playing video games. If I've missed any games that you're looking forward to in 2021, then give us a tweet. It's at itsdayvideogames. I will have tweeted about this app, so reply to that or whatever. If there's anything you disagree with, was there a nah that you're ooh okaying at? Well, don't think mm, perhaps about writing in, just do it. Get in touch. I'm all ears. I eat through my ear hole and my brain is a cochlear. I'm all ears. That's it for this episode of Day Video Games. But hey, if you want more, 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 then go on YouTube forward slash David A. Stanya, where I've been making videos. Why not watch me playing L.A. Noir for a bit of crime solving fun? And I've also made a comedy special called 2020 Online Comedy Special 2020, which is an online comedy special. Find it on YouTube. My Twitter is at David Stanier. There's links to all this in the episode description. Like and share and review and subscribe and all that sort of thing. If you want to. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Day Video Games. I've been David Stanier. See you next time. Bye bye.